You're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. We hope you guys are staying healthy, staying well out there. Hope you're not going stir-crazy like I feel like I am right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, um, I, 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 had, I had originally thought that, wow, a couple weeks off from work would probably be pretty nice. But now I'm kind of like, no, I, I really need to get out and do something right now. <laughs> well, I or, think a couple weeks off when you can go do stuff is a lot different than a couple weeks off than when you have to stay put. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. The whole, uh, social distancing and, sh- well, we're not under a shelter in place, um, uh, order here where we are, I don't think. I thought I thought our city had talked about it, but I mean, if they did, then I'm, I'm not in, I'm not in the city limits. So, anyways, we hope to brighten your somewhat maybe I won't I don't I won't say dismal, but these are definitely trying times. With a uh, yes little little well, we can we continue. Fortunately, our we we are continuing to do our uh, podcast here. And today we have a movie that Josh recommended. He was actually in his top five favorite bad movies. And boy, can I say it belongs in that list. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are talking about a sequel. I had never seen the original, still haven't seen the original. We are talking about Teen Wolf 2 from 1987. That makes sense. (laughs) Say what? I said, that makes sense. Let's have you watch the sequel without seeing the original. Well, I mean, I gotta say, they don't really make it necessary to have seen the original to to understand and appreciate this film. Um, Yeah, Teen Wolf 2 from 1987 with a Rotten Tomato critic score of 7. I think that's (laughs) actually worse than Howard the Duck. And an audience score of 17. Wow. Yeah, those are definitely not good scores. <laughs> Starring a very young Jason Bateman. That, 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 you had me at Jason Bateman when you started talking about this movie. and like, Because I have really come to like him in the last few years. I didn't really know him for much before Zootopia. Um, and that was like my favorite movie of 2016. And then, you know, now Ozark is one of my favorite shows on Netflix. So... I just think it's crazy seeing him as young as he is in this movie because he was like 18, I think, at the time. Probably even younger. Um, Probably about right. This was actually the first time I ever did see him, so... Oh, really? Yeah, I saw this movie young. I think that's why I attached to it. Okay. (laughs) Well, like, there was him, and I think there was one other actor that I had seen in any other movie ever... And that was Ozzy from Leprechaun. We just talked about him a few weeks ago. Yep, um, Mark Holton. Yeah, Mark Holton. He plays Chubby in this he one. Play, like, what he a played name. Chubby in the first Teen Wolf. Oh, did he? Okay. okay yeah. So he yep. was a returning character. Were there any other returning characters? The uh, Uncle Harold. Uncle Harold, okay. 
Well, Styles is a returning character, mm-hmm. but it is not the same person, and they do oh. not look anything alike. It is, it is a weird casting choice to go with this guy when you've seen the first movie. That was like the first Three Ninjas versus the second Three Ninjas, where they had a completely different actor, did not even look like the original actor playing the part of Rocky. You remember that? Oh, I'd have to go back. I mean, I have seen him, but I guess... I just remember I that being remember. so weird as a kid, going, that's not Rocky. That guy's like a foot taller than the kid who played Rocky. Um, so, yeah, definitely an interesting premise for a um, for a sequel, but I, I mean, I like sequels that don't really rely too much on the original source material. And that's definitely one thing this movie does pretty well, is you can watch it without having seen the original. Um, yeah, you can. You there can. are there were a few moments where I was kind of like, "What the hell, really?" It's like because I guess I didn't know the uh, the uh, the mythos of the show or the world of the movie or anything like that very well. Um, okay. <laughs> so this movie was written by Jeff Loeb and directed by Christopher Lech Leach Lech or Leach, something like that. Yeah. Well, either way, those don't sound good. <laughs> Um, one of the first things I noticed in the opening credits was it said a Kent Bateman production. Was that a, is that a relative or, or a, you know, someone that Jason Bateman is related to, I wonder? You know, I did notice that, but I did not look it up, so I actually don't know. Okay. Interesting. Do you have, uh, do you have the budget for this film? I didn't get that. Yes, I do. The budget on this was three million and it shows. And it grows set it well <laughs> it grows seven point nine million. Well, so it was a moderate success, yeah. It was a moderate success, which is why I'm kinda surprised they were gonna go with a third film. And I was actually gonna talk about that later because of it kinda plays into it. So oh we'll okay. I remember you saying on. something about that that sequel when we talked about our top five favorite worst movies, so now I'm now I know what you're talking about. Uh, yes. That w- that could have been very interesting. It would have been, and they kind of start like they're going to set it up a little bit towards the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it was a complete failure, so I was kind of surprised at what made them not want to do it. Well, how successful was the original Teen Wolf compared to this one? Oh, I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure it was way more successful than this. I didn't actually look that up, but okay, that'd be interesting to know. Um, yeah, yeah, because I know the original yeah, actually, had. Well, I know the original had Michael J. Fox in it, and he was a huge star at the just, time. I was, and I was going to say, they offered Michael J. Fox this one, and he turned it down because he didn't want to have to get into the wolf makeup anymore. Really? Yeah. And of course, like you say, he was a big star, especially with the Back to the Future by this point. He had mm-hmm. been in, I don't know if he had done all three yet or not, but either way, he was a big enough star to where he didn't need this. Yeah, I, I can I can see that because I, mean, I think you know not wanting to do a, a movie just because of the amount of makeup you have to go through that you got to be pretty well off to be able to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, do you have any interesting like trivia like who could have been who or anything like that? No, that was about it. Just that Michael J. Fox turned it down, and we'll talk about what could have been in the third film later on. Okay. 
Well, this movie, I think it's supposed to take place in Colorado, right? Like, all I noticed all the car license plates are Colorado plates. Um, okay. And we... Uh, I honestly don't know. Because it doesn't really look like Colorado from what it shows in the very opening scenes, in the opening credits. Right. Um, but you hear a wolf howling somewhere yeah. as this camera pans over this little town. And... We see a bunch of students on a campus, and I, for a second I thought this was supposed to be a university. Um, but is it, is, it, is it, doesn't it say it's a high school? No, 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 it is a college. It's okay. Hamilton College. Okay, because I... Yeah, because they're, they're singing the school song and everything, yeah. Okay, right, I got you. Yeah, they're singing the school alma mater, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. yeah. And we... Uh, we are introduced to the dean of this college, which, I mean, he's a dean. You're never supposed to like deans. They're always supposed to be assholes, and this guy's a big asshole. But, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he is a pretty famous name. That's John Aston. That's Sean Aston's dad. Right, right. He played, um, he play- Gomez, Gomez on the, in, the in the original Adams original, Family? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep, that's who that is, yeah. I knew that name sounded familiar. Oh, and, you know, and, uh, also, I forgot, he... This coach he's talking to, mm-hmm. Coach Finstock, is not the same actor, but he also was in the first Teen Wolf as a character. He was his cousin Scott Howard's coach, which is why he recommended Todd Howard. Oh, well, yeah, I remember him saying something him. about that in the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, the, the the coach is sitting in the chair across from the dean's office, and the chair beside him is this big ass dog, and the dean's going on about you know why he loves me. He loves me because I'm his master. You know, his, his like <laughs> this this guy has got an ego like you, as you can see from space, and he's going on about how it's time to bring glory back to this institution, and that you know, box yeah. this boxing season is coming up. I'm like, how how are you gonna? Honestly, I have never once heard of a college or university that is famous for having a great boxing program. Seriously. Yeah, and I'm wondering. I know, and he's sitting there. I'm like, why is his whole edu- ed- his uh, role as educator riding on this boxing team? What kind of dean are you? You're supposed to be an educational guy. Right, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess he cares more about the, the clout surrounding his school than the quality of the school itself. Who knows? I, um, I guess so. I just like the coach. He's like, why are you even doing this? And he's like... 32 five a year and summer's off yeah <laughs> I, was like, like, I can't argue with that uh i was like yeah 30 and 32 five a year in 87 that's not bad no that wasn't bad money at all uh, <laughs> but yeah this guy this 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 coach he's hilarious because he just doesn't really give a shit ever at all in this no, movie he, he doesn't like from the beginning to the end like 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 during one of the matches isn't he like playing with a rubik's cube or something Yes. Oh man. So yeah, yeah, the dean mentions Todd Howard as being, you know, coming to the coming to this school on an athletic scholarship, although he has no athletic background. He's a clarinet player, and he is the cousin of the original Teen Wolf. So now we meet. Yeah. So now we meet Todd. Jason Bateman doesn't sound like himself. I guess he's so young; his voice sounds so different. <clears throat> excuse me sounds so different and he's at first i thought he was riding to school with his dad 
but yeah, that turns out to be his uncle. And his uncle is yeah, talking. His uncle, yeah. yeah, his uncle is talking about Todd's particular worry. I'm like his worry, <laughs> what? And then I could not believe this because, like, I, I guess maybe I don't know. In the original Teen Wolf, were there already werewolves? Were werewolves a regular thing? Or no, 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 no. Okay. Until Scott had his first transformation, he didn't even know his dad had this ability. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because Uncle uh, Uncle Howard just turns into a werewolf while he's still behind the wheel of a car or behind the wheel of the van yep. in broad daylight, and nobody is terrified. There are people who are like, "What? Oh my God, really?" But nobody's like screaming and running. <laughs> this is the this is the polar opposite of an American werewolf in in uh, in London. <laughs> um. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and apparently the um, the werewolf gene doesn't hit every generation because I think it said, he said Scott's parents didn't have it. Or, yep, and he thinks it skipped him. Yeah, well, they th- yeah, they think. So now they're, they're looking for a place to park to drop him off at his, at, his, uh, at his dorm, and some asshole in a Trans Am steals their spot. Now, this is one of the most stereotypical 80s douchebag characters I think I've ever seen. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he... he and, and, of course, he's got a blonde girl and a, you know, brunette girl. These two bimbos get out of the car. And at, at first, at first um, Todd's like, excuse me, that was, our, that was our, our spot. But whenever he sees this guy, I don't think they even mentioned his name yet. Whenever he sees this guy, you know, and they, I call him shades. Yeah, I mean, I just called him douchebag for the longest time because he, ha- yeah, he has these big aviator shades and a leather jacket. He is just the epitome of '80s douchebaggery. Um, and so, but he, you know, scares off Todd. Todd's like, you know what? You can have it. You can have. It. Never mind. We'll find another one. Bye. So we yeah. already know who the antagonist of this film is. Um, now, when Todd is getting to his dorm room. And we meet his yeah. This is where we meet Styles. And I had the question: Was Styles in the original Teen Wolf? And as you said, and he yes, was he just a different a different actor playing Styles. And yeah. Yep. Now, now, what happened with Styles in the original? Because Uncle Howard is not happy at all that um, that Styles is is uh, is the roommate here because he knows that Styles is a party animal. He likes to he capitalized on Scott turning into the wolf. Okay. See, I wondered Which why there was a Teen Wolf t-shirt in this, like, like does this, is yeah. this movie seriously merchandising itself? Seriously? Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, that, that makes sense now. That makes sense. I don't think I'd be happy about that either. <laughs> um, now, uh, we get this one character coming down the the hallway in a fencing outfit terrorizing everybody i love this cuz like cuz like todd is just walking into his dorm with a bag of groceries and the guy in the fencing outfit stabs the bag of groceries and like something starts leaking out of it and he like catches it on his finger and well first he takes the mask off the fencing mask and yes it's ozzy from leprechaun um, or in this case chubby and yeah chubby, he tastes yeah. he tastes like ooh chocolate milk Really? I'm glad that wasn't motor oil. <laughs> um, now, Styles has registered all of Todd's classes for him. Like, I don't know why he did this. Girls volleyball, candle making, 
French for chefs. Like what? What, is what, that? what the hell kind of classes are these? Uh, <laughs> no science classes at all, because apparently Todd wants to be a veterinarian. Yes, which is really odd. And, and Styles makes it clear right here. He wants him to be the wolf. Right. He knows who whose cousin this is. He's like, I want the wolf. That's exactly right, and not 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 even trying to hide the fact. Um, now. Yeah, wants the wants wants him to be a werewolf so they can quote unquote take this school by storm. So yeah. Todd's like, no, I gotta change these classes. He runs to go get his classes changed, but the old lady at the desk is not having any of it. Like he's standing in line waiting, and this old lady's like, no, you can't change it. You're not gonna change it. So when he gets up there, he's like sweating and he's like almost hyperventilating. He's breathing really heavy, and his eyes start glowing red, <laughs> and his voice gets really deep. He's like, I would just like. To change my classes. And the old lady's like, okay, okay. She just signs the paper without even breaking eye contact. And then she's like, okay, Okay, you can bring that paper back, but just don't bring it back to me. Right. So something you should know, that that scene happens in the first movie. Oh, does it? They're They're going to a party, and they want to buy a case of beer. And, of course, the old guy's like, no, you're underage. So Michael J. Fox does the same thing. His eyes glow red. And he's like, I would like a case of beer and these. And puts it like a candy bar on the thing. And the guy <laughs> sells him the beer knowing he's underage. <laughs> so they took that and just put it into the school setting. Okay, okay. See, that 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 would be clever. Because, like, you know, the old guy behind the counter like, yeah, no way you're under 21 with a voice like that. I could, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So um, now he is in a science class. He's looking at, he's, you know looking at all these, like, dead specimens and jars and stuff, and some girl walks in. You know, the typical, the stereotypical pretty, ugly girl. You know, she's supposed to be the geeky little undesirable girl, but, you know, she's really hot. (laughs) Right. Um, And she's almost, like, immediately smitten with Todd. Todd is looking for Professor Brooks. And Professor Brooks walks in, and he needs her to sign his class change paper, and... And um, Professor Brooks seems very, very interested and very excited to have Todd in her class with her. So I kind of knew something was up from the beginning. Like, does she want to, like, study him or or dissect him or what? I don't know. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And now he, like, he's helping this girl with her slide. The, the girl from earlier. I don't... It was like halfway through Nikki. the movie. Yeah, but I don't remember her saying her name was Nikki. And you might be right. It might just be because I knew it. Right. That I went ahead and wrote it down. Like it was like halfway right. through they this movie and my notes it. were still saying like geeky girl, geeky girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and like he's helping her with the slide for her microscope. And they're just like flirting over a microscope. I'm like that is some yeah. nerdy ass flirting. <laughs> <laughs> and the father, he's like, it might help if you turned it on. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't even have the damn microscope on. Yeah. So now Todd is going to look for the coach because, yeah, he's supposed to be here on an athletic scholarship. The whole and, and the coach is going on about how the whole school is depending on him. Again, really, what school depends on their boxing program? Like, I've never heard yeah, someone say, is... I'm going to Clemson because I want to be in their boxing program. 
No, you're definitely right. Definitely right. I want to play at LSU. I want to be in their boxing program. I'm like, do they even have a boxing program? Who the yeah, hell knows? I don't know. That, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So Maybe yeah. it was an 80s thing. Maybe it was. Um, now, the school, yeah, gave him a, 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 um, a sports scholarship, and he's going to be boxing. Now, I, I love this little joke here because... You know, Todd is already in the ring sparring with, with Chubby, and the dean comes in yep. to see how he's doing. And the answer is not well at all. But then he said, he, he looks at the looks at the coach like, which one's the Howard kid? And the coach just goes, hey, Todd. And Todd turns around just as just as Chubby's throwing a punch at him and bam, just knocks his ass out. I, lo- I laughed so hard at that part. Just the comedic timing of that was perfect. Um. Now we see later he's in the library with Nikki from earlier, and she's trying to take a book that he's yep. interested in. And, and Todd sort of starts to lose it; his eyes start to glow again. Like we we have not and seen. Like he's like, "You want that book? Take this book. Take this book. Take yeah. this." And he piles book after book on her. Yeah, and like he's there has not been enough exposition or, or um yeah there has not been enough time shown here at, at this school for him to really be feeling any kind of pressure right now, but he's he's kind of losing it. Um, he storms out, and, and Nikki follows him and gives him the book he was wanting. So, and then I, 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 she, he, he catches up to her because she walks off. And, you know, she gives him the book and walks off. He catches up to her and tries talking to her. And there's not really a lot of chemistry between these two characters, if you, if you ask me, I mean they're they're just kind of there because they need a love interest. Um, that's true. That's true. Now I this this next part could be because they're they're in like a uh, uh, some kind of like a concert hall, an empty concert hall for starters, watching a string quartet play that is the most obviously fake sounding string quartet I've ever heard. And I guess me, maybe it's just me being a musical person. Like, those are keyboard sounds at best. Those are like MIDI keyboards pretending to be a string quartet while the people on stage are pretending to play. Uh, Just me being a music nerd noticing that kind of stuff. Um, He starts to ask her something, like, and she thinks he's going to ask her out. And she just immediately is like, yes, yes, I would. But but, he wanted her to be his lab partner. That's what he was going to ask her. But yeah, then decides then she's like, I can't do it Friday, but maybe Saturday. And she, yeah. he's like, Do you work all weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, but then after that, you know, they decide maybe they should go out on a date. They are, and I don't know if this was supposed to be the date, but they are next at this scholarship recipient tea and reception. I mean, I guess every college movie like this has to have some scene where the you know goofy main character shows up and causes carnage in some like black tie affair um now he asks nikki to dance but then the dean comes over and introduces the two bimbos from the trans am i don't know their names and forces (laughs) lisa and emily lisa and emily Yes. Okay. Lisa is the blonde. Emily is the brunette. Okay. Well, Lisa has got the worst Southern accent I think I have ever heard in a movie. <laughs> she sounds like she could be Forrest Gump's little yeah. sister. 
Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And and again, this is in Colorado. Like, I don't know if people talk like that in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's not from there. Maybe she's not. But she is just she has a terrible accent. Um So Todd dances while he is dancing with uh Lisa, he is like, you know, going around the, the room, but then he like gets really close over to Nikki and like looks at her while he's dancing with this blonde chick, like he's trying to make her jealous or something. And, and she, she just looks like she's feeling jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Why would you do that? You, 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 you know you like this girl, and she knows she likes you. Why the fuck are you doing this? But yeah, she gets, she, she gets, she walks away. But then he starts to wolf out. His fingernails start to grow long and pointy. He's sweating really bad, and he starts to turn into a werewolf. And Lisa just looks at him and goes, <clears throat> "You're a dog." I've been dancing with a dog. I'm dancing with a dog. Yep. Chaos ensues, you know. <laughs> well, Todd runs. St- Styles is there. He's doing a waiter job. Oh, or right, something. right. He yeah. is super happy. Mm-hmm. He is happy. And of course, when he runs out, he flips the table of, I don't even want that. It looked of... like some nasty ass salad or something. And of course, it has to land yeah. on Lisa. You know, it was of the course. 80s. It was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, you've, you've seen Animal House. Food fight! Um, <laughs> so Todd rushes back to his dorm and Styles is asking him to be the school mascot or something. It's like, yeah, you can yeah. be the school mascot. And, um, be the wolf, be the wolf. Yes. So like, again, I'm, I'm amazed at how not weirded out people are at the fact that this guy is a werewolf. Like, I did in the first movie. Did it just like, oh hey, this guy's a werewolf and he's really good at basketball. So werewolves are cool now. Was that like the first movie, basically? I I mean that's kind of what it is. Like they're, they're like, oh what is this? And then they're cool with it. <laughs> yeah, because next the next thing you see where they're in some class and two students are passing around a petri dish full of full of fleas to stick under Todd's chair. And he starts so they itching. Say he was a dog. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, because they say I said he was a dog. And he's itching. So he's itching so bad he has to leave the room. And um, while he's leaving, the dean... runs cor- into the dean. Yeah, the dean corners him about the disturbance yesterday. And the dean's like... He, he wasn't happy he got into a dog costume. Yeah, a dog costume. Exactly, it was a dog costume. So they don't, they don't really think he's turning into a wolf. They think he just randomly was able to change in front of everyone's eyes like that. Yeah, like he went from... I mean, it's not, it's not like he had, like, a big backpack or something that he was holding his, his dog suit in. But, no, the dean tells him he has to do well in this first fight or the dean will make sure that he doesn't go to college anywhere. 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 <laughs> like, you really know enough college deans around the country, around the world, to make sure I can't get in anywhere. Now, everyone's pranking him. Like, on his, on, on the dorm, on his dorm door, there are, like, no dog allowed signs and bowls of dog food. Now, Nikki invites him to lunch, a picnic lunch. And she says it's fascinating what happened, what's happening to him. And then she kisses yep. him. Now, we are at our first fight, our first boxing match of the season. And Hamilton is getting their asses kicked. They're, they're down by three. There are five. Now, I'm, I'm not sure how boxing works. Like, they're, they've got five fighters on each team, right? And See, it, now that, I'm not sure when it comes to this competition boxing okay 
Yeah, because because like okay, coach sends Chubby in for the next fight despite it not even being his weight class. Like Chubby's way bigger <clears> than this guy, and uh, yes. he just picks up the other fighter like as a wrestling match. Yep. And then Chubby wins by knockout, a completely accidental knockout. Now the opposing coach looks at Hamilton's coach. What was his name, coach? Finstock. Um, Finstock. He looks at Finstock. He's like, "That's the last fight you're gonna win." So now the douchebag from earlier climbs into the ring, still wearing those horrible sunglasses, and the Hamilton fighter that goes in to fight him gets gets his ass kicked. Now it's yeah. Todd's turn. And I love Styles' line here. He's like, don't worry, there's a good hospital on campus. Because <laughs> you got to remember, this guy's a clarinet player. He's not a fighter. He He's not a sports guy. And this is more like a Three Stooges boxing match, the one that he has. And, of course, the dean is telling the coach, is like, this is the match that makes or breaks your career or something like that. You know, you're going to fire your coach if, if this guy doesn't win this match. And, the, yeah, this is more like a Three Stooges boxing match because Todd is just ducking and dodging and, like, going between this guy's legs, doing everything he can to stay away from him. Um, yep. Now, he gets hit, and it looks like he's down, but then his eyes start glowing again. And then well, he's and I'm like... I'm tell you what doesn't make sense about this. Yeah. The first match we see, the ref counts to three and calls the match off. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, you count to ten in boxing. Right. Because when Todd gets knocked down here, he's going past three because he's mm-hmm. doing the real count because you count to ten. And then, yeah, like you say, you get the red eyes and... and Boom! He flies up in the air. He is yeah. full wolf. <laughs> like he was, like he was on a trampoline or something. He is now a werewolf. Now this poor guy has to. The poor guy on the other team has to box a werewolf, and nobody's like calling the match. Nobody's saying like, you know what? This is not a fair fight. <laughs> like, like the the ref the um, the referee looks at looks at the coach and like, do you want to keep the fight going? And it's like, um, uh, okay, sure. Now, needless to say, Todd wins by knockout. Because you I mean yep. you can't fight a werewolf. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and I still think you know they they only had two out of three victories. Like, yeah, that was. I think yeah yeah Hamilton had three losses but only two wins. I'm like so, but everybody's acting like they won. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. No, no. I guess maybe just the fact that Todd actually won and that's who they wanted to win. Maybe. They know that they have promise going forward. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. If I was chubby, I'd be kind of pissed. I'd be like, you know what? I actually won my match without being a werewolf, and nobody gave a shit. (laughs) (laughs) But um, now they're having some kind of party, and Todd is... I don't know if he's supposed to actually be singing this or if he's just lip-syncing, but it's Do You Love Me, the old song, Do You Love Me. Now, if there is one thing this movie didn't need... It was a musical number. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. I love this scene. I love this scene. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's I, just... This 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 movie has three of my favorite montage scenes ever. <laughs> and th- this is the first one. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. I mean, so suddenly he has gone from For being me. a social pariah to being so super popular. And that was really quick. He won one uh, boxing the, match. And now he's like the star of the, the school. The wolf is popular. I guess the wolf is popular. Yeah. Now, Nikki is not very impressed at his newfound popularity. And 
and this is where I see Styles selling Teen Wolf 2 merchandise. I'm like, and that's where I was like, is this movie putting its own brand in the movie? Really? Yes, it is. But that makes sense now, having having found out, out about Styles that he was, you know, trying to um, monetize the original Teen Wolf. Um, and yeah, this is where we get the training and fighting and winning montage. So I'm like, it's officially an 80s movie. Gotta have a montage. Yes. I, and, and this is a song that I will sing at work sometimes. Who do you want to be today? Who do you want to be? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely, oh this goes through my mind. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> um, now, this championship is two weeks away. At the end of, or I guess um, during the montage, we see someone talking to um, this douche, douchebag McSunglasses, whatever his name is. I think his name is Gus, actually. Right. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Um, the and, and some guys talking to him was like, hey, man, how are you feeling about this this fight? I guess it was a, a reporter. Like, how are you feeling about this fight against the werewolf? And, and, and the guy's like, every dog has his day, and his <laughs> is mine. Like, wow, yep. okay. But, but one thing we do see during this montage is that Todd, as the wolf, is taking all the fights. So the rest of the team is not getting to fight. Yeah, like, like Chubby's not getting to fight either, yeah. No, Chubby's not getting to fight. The rest of the team's not getting to fight. And that was something that was similar in the first Teen Wolf. Once he became the star of the basketball team, he pretty much took all the shots and left. The t- it no longer was about the team. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you could say this is almost a carbon copy of the original, just with a different character and a different sport, basically. A little, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, and now we get a, we actually get like a second half of this montage. Like the little montage actually had the little, almost like a little intermission with, um, with the guy talking to, um, Gus and then Gus saying that stupid ass line. And now we see the Dean of the school giving a, giving a set of keys to Todd and it's for a Corvette and the front license plate says Wolf 2 as in T-O-O again. Yep. So, like, somehow Todd has gone from being this kind of nice guy to being an absolute moron and a horrible person because he's, like, on the streets harassing this, you know, this bicyclist. Like, you know, just almost yep. running him. Like, does run him off the road. Almost runs him over. Run, runs him off the road, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, Chubby is with him in the car. Then they stop in front of the school, and he kicks Chubby out to let the two bimbos from earlier in, uh, Lisa and what's her name? Emily. Emily, okay. Um Emily, yeah. Now, uh, Styles is trying to get into the dorm room and is locked out because Todd is too busy with the bimbos, I guess. Because uh, one of them answers the <laughs> yeah. door in her tidy... Well, not <laughs> not her tidy whities but she's not like... tidy whities <laughs> No, they're not tidy whities She's... I mean, god damn. 80s, uh, <laughs> 80s lingerie had something else, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but she's like... No, you're you're not you're not we're not letting you in here. Get out or something. Basically, just tell him to fuck off. Basically, so Styles has to go to Chubby's room instead, and he's like, "I've created a monster." Like, no shit, literally and figuratively, you have created a monster. Um, and I love Chubby's response because he finds a cookie on his bed and offers it to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, now I, I had to, I noticed this in Chubby's room, but he has like his own like grocery store cooler, like the big closet cooler full of food like that's i guess that's his refrigerator or something and it's full of like <laughs> yoohoo and shit um and next next thing we see uh, and also during that montage we saw that todd was like getting really good grades and everything 
like without even trying. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he's now in back in science class with Nikki, and he's supposed to be dissecting a dead frog, and Nikki is not happy with him. I did did, did she hit him with the frog first? Yeah, she smacked okay. him with a frog, and that's when he went to throw it, and she ducked. She ducked, hit another look, guy. Yeah. I was going to say, college movies have had food fights, but they've never had a frog fight. Right, a frog fight, a dead frog fight. But there are still some <laughs> some live frogs in here, and I'm guessing there were. I'm guessing animals may have been harmed in the making of this film. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there are a couple of parts where like live frogs come flying in out of other places. So Todd is in trouble with Professor Brooks. He's not even paying attention to her. You know, she's trying to warn him that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have to do really good on this final if you want to pass a class. And suddenly he doesn't think he needs this class. He's just so so in, overinflated and so in love with his own legend. He's like, yeah, I don't think I really need this class anymore. He wants to be a fighter yeah. now instead of a veterinarian. Yep. Now... And, and Nikki is watching him from outside, and she misses the old Todd. <clears throat> or she, she's meeting him outside, and she says she misses the old Todd. And the, and he's like, the wolf lets me do what I want to do, basically. And she's like, but my feelings for Todd are real. They have nothing to do with the wolf. And her, yeah, her, and now he's, this is, this is just unreal, because like now he's playing mini-golf with the bimbos. And Gus... Yep tries to start something. And, like, without even anything happening, it's not like Gus beats up Todd and then the girls leave. They just look at Todd and decide, yeah, let's go with him now. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are very... And he uh, crunches the golf ball. Yeah, he crunches the golf ball in his hands to show, to show his strength. So now yes. Todd, Todd gets back to the dorm and Styles and Chubby aren't happy to see him. They're ignoring him. They're studying and... Styles tells Todd that he's just become a jerk. Like, I'm surprised he didn't call him something else. Um, I mean, what yeah, was this yeah, movie rated? Was, was this PG or PG-13? Or I think it was PG-13, but it might have been PG. Yeah, it was, I don't remember there being any, like, real language in it. Um, no, there really wasn't. Now, Todd is sitting in the deserted boxing ring. It's, like, late at night, and his uncle comes to visit him. And he's just like, well, I let the wolf get out of hand, and now he's I've heard a lot of people I really cared about. I'm like, who? There wasn't enough time to establish relationships with any of these people. <laughs> so Uncle Harold yeah, right. tells <clears throat> Uncle Harold tells him he should be more How more Todd Howard and less the wolf. And he gives him these really old boxing gloves that I guess he used to, <laughs> or I guess Uncle Howard used. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. maybe in his boxing days, I don't. I didn't know he was a boxer until now. Um, well, that's what he says. Cause yeah, I didn't either. But that's what he says. I, I can show you some moves that haven't been seen in around thirty years. Okay. <laughs> um, he goes to the library to see Nikki, and he apologizes. He's hoped there's still time to make up for it. And I'm like, you're a college freshman. Yeah. You should have time to do that. <laughs> But you, you and, got and this this scene got me because like you say they haven't really established a real relationship and mm -hmm. she's like you should apologize to someone you like and he's like I'm sorry to someone I love I'm like how do you love her already yeah there's no way yeah <laughs> I mean you can tell this was not a very well thought out movie it's, I mean this isn't this isn't uh, I don't know Casablanca or something like that. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, Adam, you literally just compared Team Wolf 2 to Casablanca. Where no, I said this is not Casablanca. You know, if this is, there I'm is just not saying, a... I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying you brought up Casablanca in a Team Wolf 2 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. I, I just wonder what people are thinking when they go through, when they go through writing stuff like this. Like, like, like are they just like, you know what, I'm just getting paid. I'm, I'm just going to write whatever shit comes out of my head. And with with no like, like, like that, like what? I'd say like that thing you showed me from Pat Oswalt. Someone once wrote Deathbed. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I still so need to get. I, part of me really wants to get you to watch that, but the other half of me is going. That's one of those movies that's even. It's just so bad. It's just bad. Like apart from the first twenty say, minutes you of the don't movie, want to have to watch it again. <laughs> the rest of it is so boring. Uh, anyways, oh. anyways. Um, so, now he has to go apologize go to, 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 to Professor Brooks and ask for a makeup exam. And um, his fight starts at 3, but the exam is at noon, and the exam's going to take three hours. So now, we get our third montage of this movie, a studying montage. Yes. This, this is like the most 80s love, movie I ever. Send me, I love it. I love, and I love Send Me an Angel, the song they play. And that's why I love it. <laughs> I love this song. Was this a Which song? apparently this song? Uh huh. Hmm? I was gonna say, was this song said, written for this movie or? No, no. Apparently, this song is in quite a few '80s movies, which I did not know about. Huh. Like, actually, more people remember this song from uh, the Fred Savage movie. The I'm about to say the Wiz, the Wizard. Oh, really? The Wizard. Yeah, apparently it's in that. I'm not familiar with that movie. When I think of this song, I think of this movie, but... I know The Wizard is, like, one of the most famous video game movies of all time, but I've never seen it. Like, I know what it's about. I know one line from the movie, and that's it. And I do know that that's where people learned where the secret warp whistle was in the first World of Mario, or whatever, Mario 3. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we have this mo- we have a studying montage, but they still take time from this montage to take a break to make out. Um, yep. <laughs> now he's studying and she's asleep, and he wakes her up to say it's time, and she promises to come see him box. And now we get a test taking scene, really riveting stuff. Um, <laughs> people getting ready for the fight. The coach wants Todd to to fight as the wolf, but Todd is going to fight as himself and. Chubby starts to sing the school song. Yay for Team Spirit. Now they all yeah, go the running. <laughs> yeah, now they all go running out, but Todd stays behind to change, and the dean has got better plans for Todd. He's like, grades, cars, money, women, and I wrote, this guy is a CNN expose waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, people think Fair. Louis C.K. was doing some bad shit. Holy crap. This guy would be in so much trouble now. Nowadays, he would be canceled until the end of time. Um, now, he threatens to take take Todd's scholarship if he doesn't fight as the wolf. And Todd looks at the old boxing gloves his uncle gave him. Now, Professor Brooks is at the fight and confronts the dean and tells him she knows everything about the grades and the cars. And the dean is like, is this your idea of a threat? And she goes, no, this is. And her eyes start to glow red. And I was like, aha! That's what it was. She's aware. I mean, you could kind of look at her hair. She had like a really short cropped hairdo, but it was kind of sticking up on the top. It was longer on the top. I was like, yeah. that looks like it could be a werewolf hairdo. 
But yes, she is a she is a werewolf too. And when she walks away, the dean watches her, and she's got a tail sticking out from under her skirt. Hey, yes. yes. And nobody, again, nobody's looking at this, going, "Well, that's fucked up." <laughs> well, I guess she's the only. I think it's just them two right there. But that does lead me to where it kind of led this movie like it was gonna go. Uh huh. The third film was gonna be a third werewolf film or a third of a girl werewolf. Uh huh. A third werewolf film. Yes, but it was gonna be Scott, so Michael J. Fox's daughter, and they were gonna try to bring in Scott and Todd as the father and uncle to help her and she was going to be on the football team so they're going to go to a different sport that could have been interesting see like and that's that's exactly what i was thinking is like having a girl play football would have been interesting and it was going to be um Alyssa milano really crap yeah Alyssa milano from like who's the boss Uh and charmed so yeah it I really wish that would have happened. I would have liked to have seen that, actually. Huh. That's... that that. See, I will say, it's like this, this, this series had potential for a lot of decent sequels because you could have done different sports and different family members yep. this whole time. It's, right. It, it would have been that, more like an anthology. That was the plan. Yep. That could have been really cool, actually. I'm trying to think of yeah, how many times there have been... That. I'm trying to think of how many times there have been female werewolves in movies. Like, all the Underworld movies, I don't think I saw a single female werewolf. Um, well, maybe maybe a series I should show you is the Ginger Snap series. The Ginger Snaps? Um, yeah, Ginger Snaps. Those are, there's three of those movies. Also, Trick or Treat, Anna Paquin. Okay, yeah, you're right. Anna Paquin there, and... Um, I think, um, what was it, The Howling 2, or one of the, it was a sequel to a movie yeah, called The yeah, Howling. You're, you're, yep. Your yeah. sister is a werewolf, yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, that was it, that was it. But again, you know, you see a lot more female vampires than you do female werewolves. That could have been really interesting. True. Uh, yeah, especially playing football, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, now it's Chubby's turn to fight, and he wins the fight real quick. Uh, then it's time for Gus to fight Todd. Todd comes out fight, to fight. fight. Yeah, Todd comes out to fight, but he's not the wolf, and the crowd instantly starts booing him. Like, you gotta love sports fans, man. <laughs> you gotta love them when they, you know, they they get they're gonna boo this person just for his his own individual convictions and beliefs just because they're not he's not doing what they wanted him. I mean, this isn't a wrestling match; it's a boxing match. You know, it's it's not like. It's not like, you know, WWE scripted events or anything like that. Uh, But no, Todd is wearing his uncle's old gloves. And he gives the Corvette keys back to the Dean. So, this fight isn't going so well. It's going to be his last fight. Yeah, it says it's going to be his last (laughs) fight. But this fight does not start off very well. He is getting pummeled. Now, when they, and I gotta when, give him credit because as much punishment as he's taken, the fact that he doesn't go down in this first round mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think what's amazing is all this boxing and there being no blood at all in this entire scene. Um, but now, if I mean, you don't take a hit a certain way, though, it is hard to make someone bleed in boxing because they put special gel on your face. Oh. That makes it a little more resistant to cuts. Oh, I didn't know that. 
So that to that, yeah, that to me is not that unbelievable because you got to get hit a certain way at a certain angle for a cut to happen in boxing. Okay, maybe I was just expecting more of a uh, blood sport kind of a thing here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, there's an episode of the regular show I need to show to you whenever whenever this whole social distancing thing is done. Um, that made me that made me think of it. There's an episode they do a parody of. Uh, blood sport, but instead of actual fighting, they're playing um, like uh, you remember those old like hockey game things. Like it was not air hockey, but it's like the little you had the little figurines on the little uh, rods. You had to yes, turn them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this episode of the regular yep. show does does blood sport with those those hockey games like that. Oh wow! <laughs> I thought of you when I saw that. Anyways, Bad. back to <laughs> anyways back to Teen Wolf two. Um, one of the bimbos, the, the dark-haired one, what was her name? Oh. Emily. Emily. She decides she's going to be a ring girl. And, like, there hasn't been ring girls for other fighters. She's just that devoted to, I guess, Gus? Because she's, like, in a robe Probably. and she disrobes into next to nothing. And I'm surprised, like, she yep. didn't get expelled for this. Because this is a school. I, I don't even know if she's a student at Hamilton. She might not even be a student. Um... But yeah, round two. Yeah, fight. I'm not sure either. <laughs> yeah. This round is not going so well either. Now, this... Remember I said earlier that this was like a, something like a... Um, like something out of a Three Stooges? This next part is right. straight out of a Three Stooges skit. Chubby is sitting there watching the fight, and he notices like this, this steel nut lying on the side mm-hmm. of the ring, and he picks it up, and he tosses it at the bell to stop the round. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 is literally there. There was a Three Stooges episode where Curly was half in a box and and Mo was trying to get the round to stop. And there's this kid who was eating like hard candy. So he so he gets one of the hard candies and throws it at the at the at the bell to stop the to stop the round. Um. So like St- Style says they should throw into t- in the towel, and I didn't even notice that Todd's uncle was in the crowd. But you've seen him several times. He just doesn't have his glasses on. So he doesn't look like. Yeah, him. he's right in front of Nikki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's sitting right, in sitting front right of there. Nikki. Did not recognize him, and he gives Todd a thumbs up. So round three, Gus is just killing Todd. Almost knocks him clean out of the ring, and we get another slow motion knockout, just like earlier in the movie. Again with the glowing red eyes, but he still isn't a wolf. And and Gus looks at him and says, "Come on, dog, fight like a man. Give me your best shot." And now suddenly, like, out of nowhere, Todd is winning. And before we know well, what happens... what happens is... Well, what happens is you see in the crowd, it pans to Nikki, and he looks at her, and she mouths the words, I love you. Oh, okay, like, that right. That gives him all the power he needs to... The power of love. He, yeah, he back up, he back up, he does an uppercut, and yes, he starts winning the fight. <laughs> don't need money, don't need fame, don't need no credit card to ride this train. <laughs> Stronger than diamonds and can be tougher than steel. And it might just save your life. That's the power of love. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone who just Adam, had to hear that. <laughs> that is Adam, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I can't say the power of love without thinking about Huey Lewis. But anyways, yes, Todd has won the fight. Everybody's rushing in. All the people who were booing him like 10 minutes ago are now rushing into the ring to hoist him up and give him the, you know, 
hero's you know victory whatever and and um lisa the blonde girl is trying to get todd's attention now but he just passes her and goes to nikki roll credits and there and that pretty much happens in the first one there's um it's more of a girl who's in theater that he really likes who's a blonde girl Mm -hmm. and the girl he likes is a brunette and he does the same thing after the basketball game he skips her and goes to that girl in the first movie's name is booth (laughs) That's booth? such a weird name. Booth. Like a phone booth? <laughs> like a phone booth. I had to look it up one time, and it is B-O-O-T-H. Who the hell is going to name their daughter Booth? I don't know. Someone does. People don't need to have good grief. People don't need to have kids if they're going to give them <laughs> names like that. Oh, man. But that was Teen Wolf <laughs> 2. Or they could have just called it something like also Teen Wolf. <laughs> would have, maybe could have avoided some confusion. <laughs> so people wouldn't have or to say an, no, a, no. Another Teen Wolf. Another Teen Wolf. Yeah, you could have said something like that. Yeah. But overall, pretty fun movie, I thought. You know, just if you're in the mood for some dumb, cheesy 80s movie, which that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Not a bad Three flick at all. Three great 80s think. montages. Yeah, 80s montages. Well, if you're liking 80s movies, I've got one for you next week. And, oh, boy, I think you're going to like this one. Um, Next week, (laughs) I didn't even know this movie existed until about a week and a half ago. Uh, The guy I follow on YouTube was going to talk about it. This movie's from 1983, and it is called Rock and Rule. Rock and Rule. And when I heard that title, like, holy shit, i got to look this up. Fortunately, found it on YouTube... One, actually two different versions of this movie. There are three total different versions of this movie. We're going to talk about that next week. This movie has a crazy, crazy story. (laughs) Okay, then. I am going to look forward to that. But thank to everyone who's watching this. We hope you guys are staying safe again. Stay inside. Just mean, please try to get out and get some sunlight eventually if you can. But um, social distancing and being responsible and all that crap. I'm ready to get out. I'm ready for this stuff to be over. I really am. Um, But that is going to wrap things up for this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And always remember, whether you're in your car or in your theater, or in this case, you're streaming something from home, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.